My name is Ryan Luke Winslade and I am a PK and middle child. I know what it's like to be a misfit, an oddball, a weirdo, but I'm okay with that. If you're like me, you are most certainly welcome. Even if you're not, you'll hopefully enjoy yourself here on Pastor's Middle Kid anyway. We'll talk about stuff and look at things a little differently. Alright, let's get started. G'day and welcome to episode number 59 of Pastor's Middle Kid. My name's Ryan Luke and it's great to have you listening. This week on the show I have my good friend and co-worker in the creative department at YWAM Newcastle, Scott Berry, on the podcast to talk about filmmaking, something that he is extremely passionate about and gifted in, something that he has been training me in the ways of, uh, much like Yoda trains Luke in the ways of the Force. Um... I have actually carried him around in a backpack and done backflips and front flips and lifted X-Wings out of swamps using filmmaking. Anyway, let's move into today's unanswered question. Why is it that the majority of people that I have heard speaking in a Christian context when asked about public speaking have always said things like it was the last thing in the world that I wanted to do or I used to be deathly afraid of it and I still am. It's just a little bit uh, confusing. You rarely get people that say I've always loved public speaking and I knew God was calling me to do it because he gave it to me in the first place. Look, I get the whole he uses our weaknesses as strengths and all that, but most people that I've heard have said that they have always been afraid of it. So, I don't know. Why is it that most people are afraid of it and end up doing it? Because God wants them to. Guess we'll never know. In music this week, I rediscovered the band This Beautiful Republic which I believe is no longer a band. They released a couple of albums in 2007, 2008. This album that I want to give you all a sneak peek at was released 10 years ago, 2007. Isn't that scary? That's 10 years ago. It's called Even Heroes Need a Parachute. These guys are a great rock band. Love their sound. This song is called Right Now, and you will hear the song casting off at the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to Pastor's Middle Kid. Enjoy this talk with Scott Berry about filmmaking.
Scott Berry, who are you and where do you come from? Hey mate, um, I am um, from... Sorry, what was, <laughs> <laughs> what was the first question? Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> My name is Scott Berry and I am a man that's aged 28 and I love the power of film. And originally, I'm from the south coast of New South Wales in um, a little town called um, Colborough. And that was a, um, a great privilege because I was, it was right on the coast and it was a fishing, surfing community. And, mm-hmm. and I am just, yeah, just really grateful for um, that upbringing because... Um, it was uh, kind of the beginning of uh, appreciating landscape and appreciating um, sunsets and, mm. and um, lighting and, and underwater photography and, mm-hmm. um, and that's where it all started for me actually um, behind the camera mm-hmm. the age of 16 I uh, saved up my pennies and, and bought a little um, handy cam nice. and uh, stood on the rocks for hours on end uh, filming my buddies um, out in the surf and that's where the appreciation for film really kicked in mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome at, at one stage in my life for six years I lived in Nowra which is yes. right up the road from Kalbara um, but honestly, I think in six years, I probably went to the beach six times. Um, <laughs> Once a year, that's enough. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my, my annual beach going quota that I had. Mm. Um, whereas I'm sure yours was probably at least once a week. Oh yeah. Easily. Yep. Some weeks probably going every day. Um, isn't that funny how we appreciate different things? Totally. Even coming from the, the same areas. That's fun. Okay, so you started filming when you were 16. Mm. You stood out in the rocks filming your friends in the, in the surf. What did that lead to? I think that led to, um, first, uh, appreciation for um, feature films um, because I remember going to the uh, cinema after about um, six months of just getting into um, filming my buddies mm-hmm. and I had this <laughs> had this like kind of revelation like wow so much work goes into a feature film mm. and um, so much love and dedication and and so um, first it led me to appreciation mm-hmm. and then um, it, it also led me into experiencing um, showing um showing my first film in a cinema so at the end of a year I compiled all the footage of my buddies surfing Mm -hmm. and it um, ended up to be a half an hour surf film Mm -hmm. and uh, I showed it in the cinema and at the Roxy in now yes yes the Roxy a hundred seat with like a hundred young grommy surfers just nice. frothing <laughs> recognizing all the surf spots and yeah. on the big screen and 
that's where I, I made like kind of the, the realization that, yeah, this is what I want to do mm. and the power of um, film. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the, the feedback that you got from that initial film? And I'm, I'm guessing you were in one of the side theaters at the Roxy, mm. right? Not the one with the, the Greek and Roman statues. <laughs> um, no, so, not the big cinema, just a small one. Yeah, so obviously there were some, some grommets there that were, were going crazy about mm. recognising all the surf spots and probably their friends as well. Yes. You probably knew most of them. Mm. Um, what was the... Uh, film-wise, what was the feedback that you got from that initial showing or, or even something that you observed yourself that, mm. that you could do better? Because you often view your everybody views their own art differently in front of somebody else yeah. than that yeah, they yeah. do by themselves because they get quite <clears throat> focused and blind to the little mistakes and things. So what, yeah. what was the, the general feedback that you got from that? General feedback was like, I think, appreciating something that um, had, hadn't been done before in mm-hmm. a small town. Um, mm-hmm. Like, wow, you really highlighted like... Um, surf breaks and and uh and highlighted people um that wouldn't necessarily be highlighted and mm-hmm. i think that was that was a um a real standout for me that mm-hmm. film can can have the ability to to highlight people um and their skills and their uh, talents mm-hmm. um in in a pretty powerful way mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, like, I could see all the imperfections on the big screen. Mm. It's like, oh, that was out of focus or, oh, that was a bit shaky or mm-hmm. everything uh, is a bit different, uh, uh, magnified, literally, on yeah. a big screen. So, yeah, there, there, there are a few things that happen during watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that whole experience propelled you into mm. pursuing this as one of your primary passions yeah totally wow that's that's awesome so why is it that you love film i think i i love film because um it's it has the ability to uh just connect with people's emotions Mm -hmm. and um and that's uh when it's when it's done well um it can really um take you on an emotional journey and and um and that's like that's the power of good storytelling and i think um film has affected me for a really long time and and the appreciation of of uh, visual storytelling and just being able to be uh immersed into a story um by by a film is um is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So, what are some uh, what are some films that have connected with you over the years that have, mm. I guess, uh, helped focus your passion for it or give you a better understanding of of the of the power of it? Yeah, totally. Um, I I feel like this this question, like, what are your top favorite films? Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I always feel like when that gets like thrown out there in conversation it's like a big red light like I, mm. I'm like a stun mullet like oh no yeah <laughs> um, 
I have so many, but um, this little list I have in mind, mm-hmm. um, it changes from time to time, but these are ones that really connected yeah. uh, with my heart and moved me. Um, uh, this first one is an Indian film. It's, it's called uh, Like Stars on Earth. Okay. Um, and that's a story about a young boy that has dyslexia. Mm-hmm. And um, this art teacher comes into his life and, and uh, really gives him new hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, come on. <laughs> Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker, yeah. So good. Um, Black Balloon, Aussie film. Uh, I Am Sam. Shawshank Redemption and uh, good old Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those those movies um, really just I loved and mm-hmm. and really affected me. And it's just fantastic script writing and storytelling. And I, I'm sure this list changes from time to time, but mm-hmm. um, every five years it might have a bit of a shift. But yep. um, but right now they're the ones I can think of. Yeah, yeah that's really awesome. And they have. Uh, each of those films there have slightly different, uh, I guess, emotional uh, draws to them. The, I mean, there's a few of them. Uh, you said that the Indian film and uh, Black Balloon and Hunt for the Wilder People. It's kind of about it's the people that aren't fitting in finding a place where they belong. Yeah. Right, for the most part. And, yeah. And how people interact with them. Uh, as a result of them not fitting in, would you say that's totally? Yeah, I think I'm a I'm a real sucker for um, underdog stories, mm. and uh, but not the movie Underdog. I'm sure <laughs> that one was a, that's an interesting one. Um, Classic. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. I even find I do that in life, like when I'm watching the footy and I'm like so sold out for my team. Mm-hmm. But then the one they're versing starts losing. I'm like, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I start going like I switch teams. Yeah. No, but yeah, I'm, I'm just sold out for um, underdog stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, that's that's one that I've seen, and it's a it's a classic. Mm. Um, particularly as far as prison movies go. Yeah. Um, and that's a it's a really powerful story of somebody being accused wrongly and then over years mm. uh, not only establishing community inside prison but mm. finding a way to get out and and make a new life for himself totally and then toy story now that's more one that i would gravitate towards out of that list i am quite <laughs> a bit of an animated uh movie kind of person yeah what is it about toy story that really that really gets you uh. I think it's it's that simple question of like what if like what if toys did come alive mm-hmm. when we left the the room mm-hmm. and uh Pixar is so good at that mm-hmm. um implementing that into their stories it's like mm-hmm. what if and um and yeah it's got me inspired I think like that's the root of it like mm. it's like uh, imagination yeah. and and, um, it, and I think a story is um, so well done when you are emotionally attached to a what if scenario mm. so like you, you you get attached to uh, Woody and you get attached to Buzz Lightyear and you're like hang on uh, 
these are toys like yeah and when you're in the cinema and you're not distracted by technical things and you're just immersed um, 100% mm. in the story I think that's when um, you, you know uh, it's a good story mm. it's a suspension of disbelief yeah right? totally yeah yeah yeah, that's really good. You showed me a list of five tips that Pixar has for storytelling. Mm. Um, and that's a really good one for those listening interested. Pixar has tips like ask what if questions. Mm. Um, write about what you know yep. is, a, is another one. And you recently showed me a video of the director of uh, Monsters, Inc. Mm. That, uh, that was telling about how he was going through becoming a father at the time of directing that and and finalizing the story Mm. so that's what he knew that was the relationship between sully and boo so yeah totally completely uh different perspective i think for for us now Mm. when we go and watch the movie with that in mind um and then there's a few other tips as well that are are really cool but let's let's move forward on to what your favorite thing to do about filmmaking is so do you like directing writing Mm. You were jack of all trades. What's what's been your typical role, and what is the role that you really want to get to a point where you can focus? On it? Yeah, I like the only experience I've had is uh, independent, really low budget filmmaking, mm-hmm. and in those scenarios, you're wearing so many different hats. Yeah, and um, and I've directed, I've produced, I've I've shot, I've edited, I. Um, you know, I've ordered coffees <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you're just doing um, all kinds of things. But I think I come um, alive the most um, behind the camera mm-hmm. and I really, really enjoy um, visually um, telling a story and complementing the story yeah. and, um, and th- that's... I guess that's the most experience I've had mm. and I um, I love it and um, mm. and it runs in the family like my cousin uh, Simon Morris he's a award-winning cinematographer mm-hmm. and uh, my other cousin Toby Morris he's a director and, and my dad was a photographer mm-hmm. and his dad was a photographer and so the eye was, I guess, mm-hmm. there in me. Yeah. And um, it just needed a bit of encouragement. And um, but in saying that, I I love what um, I love what sound uh, scoring and uh, folly and everything to do with audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it can do to the story yeah and i've had to learn how to respect that over the years i've had to learn how to respect good audio and Mm. um and uh, as opposed to just um focusing 100 percent on the camera and then being like oh uh what song should we use or or um did we use a good microphone on set or mm. just appreciating um, that whole, whole world? I only know a little bit of it, but that whole world, I really take my hat off to, mm. to, um, to sound engineers, to um, boom operators, to yeah. foley artists, to uh, the list goes on, you know? Mm. And so I really respect and value what those guys do. Mm-hmm. Late last year, um, some of us from 
the creative department here at Wyoming Newcastle went to a, a workshop with the director of Underbelly and Bananas in Pajamas yeah. um, to very different shows and, <laughs> and he took us through the role of a director mm. um, don't have to get into everything the moral of the story was that a director's role is to know what he's doing know what everybody does to a degree and collaborate mm. and be a person that is able to trust the director of photography and mm. Um, cameramen and everything with with the the ideal shots um, because yeah. they're professionals as well um, what is it about being a director that uh, that you particularly enjoy or what are some things about it that you found challenging yeah I I really enjoy how much you um you get to know your cast and crew, mm-hmm. um, and and how um, how just um, exciting. Like you, you really enter into a bit of an, an adventure when mm-hmm. uh, you start principal photography and start like uh, creating something together. Um, some challenges would be um, just knowing what to say. Um, when you um, have a, a certain dialogue in mind or mm. or a, a performance you're you're really um, wanting to draw out, mm. um, and sometimes um, <clears throat> that can be challenging. But um, during film school, what I uh, experience the most is the power of encouragement mm-hmm. and how how far that can go mm. and. Um, and really like honoring and, and trusting your cast to to um to really bring the story to life mm. is um is like you were saying earlier like collaboration there's there's something really special in it mm-hmm. has there been a time that you can think of off the top of your head when you've had that type of interaction where you've either done it poorly or done it well uh, in encouraging the cast to do something a certain way oh yeah I can think of many times I've done it poorly yeah. <laughs> um, but but um, yeah there, there was this time where where um, the sun was going down uh, my uh, DP was like uh, dude we've, we're losing so much light like every every minute and um, and uh, the <clears throat> the actor was um, delivering a line and I uh, did the big no-no to read the script out to mm. him. And, um, and so that really confused him because I've got an Aussie accent and he was American and, and he was uh, just really thrown off by that. Um, but, but times that I think I have done an all right job is, um, is, is uh, giving, giving the, the actors... Uh, motives and and also um letting them dream a bit and imagine and um imagine uh this is happening in the midst of um of you delivering this line and remember the backstory and and how that um can really influence the the performance and i think um a big a big thing of it is is trust but also like um being quite creative and thinking of many different angles so that you can both come to an agreement and and really be in a win-win situation. Mm. Uh, A lot of what you've done here at Wyoming Newcastle, you were one of the 
the pioneers of the creatives department. So mm. what you've done over the years with all the videos that we produce has pretty much for the most part been a director's role. Is that right? But you've also done mm. camera work and, uh, and sometimes doing uh, sound and lighting to a degree and, yeah, yeah. and other stuff. So how has, I guess, how has being an independent filmmaker not only helped you realize how much work gets put into mm. uh, a feature film, but how has it allowed you to appreciate the craft better? In many ways, I've um, come to realize that teamwork is um, so valuable. And there was a few years there where um, I would be more often than not working alone. Mm -hmm. And there's so many limitations to that. And the joy of collaborating with others and, and, um, and coming together um, not only at the end of the day that you can say hey guys like look what we produced and created together and highlighted um, and and really celebrate that but also the relationships that come out of those mm. projects are priceless can you think of a particular video project or moment as uh, as the filmmaking process was happening that has really struck you as powerful or that, that God has used to, mm. uh, to not only encourage you but to encourage others? Yeah, we did um, a project a few years ago now um, that was highlighting um, God's limitless love and, and we just did this um, minimal dialogue story of uh, mm. father and son and I think those elements of, of father and son relationship in film and in stories can be um, can be really powerful. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I think that had some impact. And I know God was a part of that, and that was mm. um, that was a real enjoyable uh, film to work on. Mm. And knowing, like, getting some feedback from people, like, oh. In this little scene, I I, um, I cried a bit, or mm. or um, having feedback from uh, the audience that it was emotionally gripping, or something like that, mm. is um, is really helpful, and and also motivates you to uh, to keep on going yeah. and to write more, and to shoot more, and to um, and to collaborate with others, and create stories that connect with people's emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll have a link to that video in this podcast episode description. So check it out. Uh, that was before I joined the creative team, and it was definitely a project that got me psyched mm. to join the oh, that's cool. the creative team, uh, knowing the knowing the potential impact of even a five six minute film, mm. um, and the first. Uh, soundtrack that I worked on of one of YWAM Newcastle's mm. creative projects was a short film called Sandman about a, <laughs> a snowman made of sand uh, at Christmas time in Australia and he was a Kiwi which made it really funny um, <laughs> so that one's in there too that was the first soundtrack I did but Scott I want to ask one more thing to kind of wrap this all up how do you believe that God can use films to impact the world yeah, good, good question, tough question. Um, I, 
like I was saying earlier, um, stories can have the ability to um, really connect with people's emotion, mm. emotions, and and um, and so I, I feel that one major way of, of connecting with God is um, first having a soft heart and being willing to talk to Him and and connect with him and I believe films have that ability to soften our hearts and and to um, and to move us in a way um, that is really powerful and God put those emotions in us and so um, I would say films have the ability to unlock our hearts and to be more um, aware and and, um, soft and Mm. yeah it's it's a real wonderful thing through storytelling, through documentary filmmaking, through um, many, many different uh, forms of storytelling. When you combine uh, the, a good script, uh, score, cinematography, editing, uh, acting, um, when you combine all those things together, you, you can really, really impact someone really deeply. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. How do you feel about Christian movies? in general yeah there's there's been some really good ones and 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 uh there's been some not so good ones mm-hmm. but at the same time like if you if you can walk away from a film uh, considering something like for example fireproof mm-hmm. um it's essentially a story about um um, strengthening marriages uh, mm-hmm. and having a look at a marriage that is is slowly falling apart yeah. but uh, the husband makes a decision to really um, build it back together if I like come away from that film considering those things I consider it um, a great film because mm-hmm. it's affected me to think yeah. about my own life yeah. and um, yeah. and so Yes, there can be all, all kinds of varying different levels of, of uh, acting and of um, cinematography. Mm-hmm. But if you're um, walking out of that cinema um, still thinking about it yeah. and considering how can you implement that into your life, mm-hmm. I think it's a good film. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good perspective. I think that, that should help me see uh see some of these christian movies in a different light that's really cool so what is your dream for film going forward um good question um my dream would just as simple like in simple terms just to continue um making good stories but also what i really want to do is work alongside um others that are, are doing it really well and uh, learn from them um, and and to create films that um, that have real purpose and um, and also like to just continue um, honing in on my craft like I really desire to become a better uh, cinematographer I, I really desire to um, tell stories from my own life and um, and maybe even one day uh, create a uh, short film or a feature film about someone with dyslexia mm-hmm. and uh, and I 
I uh, am inspired recently by Pixar because uh, mm-hmm. of their comment about like writing what you know. Yeah. And I have dyslexia, and um, and I really want to create films about it, and mm-hmm. maybe it would play in reverse. Wow. <laughs> no, no, just joking. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I really look forward to um, collaborating more, learning from uh, more people, and and. Uh, and to be a part of uh, projects that I can really be proud of. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Scott Berry, thank you so much for, for coming on Pastors Middle Kid today. It's been great Thanks, mate. Uh, and I guess that's a wrap. Um, as they say in the film business. Nice. Yep. Coffee uh, time. Yeah, that's right. This song uh, playing us out of the episode is Casting Off by This Beautiful Republic from their album Even Heroes Need a Parachute. Have a good time, everyone, doing whatever the heck it is you're doing. Goodbye. What will you do when everything's gone? I saw you.